Hello, and welcome to this special episode of the Network Collective Short Take. Sponsoring today's show is Viavi Solutions. Network and application troubleshooting have received a lot of attention in the past, but it's still a broken system. Viavi believes they can fix it and want to tell you about the work they've been doing to solve this very problem. Make sure to stay tuned until the end of this episode as Viavi is giving away something we think you all might be interested in. Joining us today is Bill Proctor, Product Line Manager at Yavi Solutions. Bill, can you please tell us a bit about yourself and maybe a brief history about how you got to be the Product Line Manager at Yavi? Sure. My name is Bill Proctor. As you just mentioned, I've been with Yavi, previously Network Instruments, since 2000. So I've been doing protocol analysis work with network engineers and IT professionals now for almost, you know, going on 19 years. I got into the industry back in 1996. Uh, working for Compaq Computer Corporations, for any of you that remember Compaq back in the day. And I've had the pleasure of being able to work side by side with some of the the greatest industry uh, uh, network troubleshooter people like Chris Greer and uh, Fortunato and Mike Mata. Um, So I feel like I've had some really good mentors to teach me about network troubleshooting. And I I stepped into coming from technical support background into product line management because of all of those years of spending day after day helping people not only understand what our products do, but they would call us and go, Bill, got a problem. How do I use your product to help solve it? All right. After doing that, after year after year after year, I got a lot of really good understanding of not only the challenges that are happening in our industry, as well as the challenges with our products so we can make them better and more useful. Oh, that's cool. So, yeah. Uh, so let's let's start with uh, in talking about the product where any product should start. <laughs> let's talk about what what problem are you trying to solve, right? There's there's lots of options out there for troubleshooting. What is Viavi doing, and what do they think is is the thing that you're trying to fix by this uh, by this platform? I like to say networks are simple, and in principle, networks are simple. We take data from point A, and we take that data, we move it over to point B. Everything about how we do networking is complex. And over the years, we have done something very intentional to ourselves in an effort to make things easier. We've made networking more complex. Therefore, understanding problems on the network has become more complex. We've also seen from an analysis standpoint, the tools that we use become more complex, more KPIs more of this, more of that, more, let's go take this brand new thing like machine learning and we'll throw it out there and hopefully people will believe that trash and say, that's the thing I got to go to. And we actually did that ourselves a number of years ago with the observer line where we just added more and more and more KPIs, but something's missing. We've got a problem in the industry today whereby about 40% of all performance issues according to Forrester Research, don't get solved within the first month. Sometimes they'd never even get solved. We've been doing this for years, but yet we have a third of our customers being the people who are reporting problems in the first place because IT doesn't have the visibility that they need to go actually find problems before they begin happening. Something has got to change. Otherwise, all we're doing is throwing more stuff, more KPIs. Let's throw 4,000 KPIs at the guy and try to figure out if they can determine which KPI is the one that is the problem. We want to make networking troubleshooting simple the way networks used to be. Plug it in. It should just work. And if not, why? 
And that's where I think a lot of our tools have failed us today is that they're not simplifying the process. They're simply telling you a piece of information and you're left to deduce whether or not that piece of information is actually useful. And if so, then what to do about it. I mean, that sounds like two different things to me uh, as, you're, as you're talking there. I see the first thing is that's actionable data, right? That, yes. that's that something that I can, data I can do something with. And then there's also the idea of filtering out extraneous data. Correct. So it's, it's, you know, it, I, I see those as two separate problems. How are you guys going about doing that? So one of the problems that I noticed, this is back in about 2015, I had just stepped into doing PLM work here. I had the opportunity to go out to SharkFest. And I sat down at SharkFest and I signed up for all my classes a couple of weeks before. And I signed up for this two day, three hour session each day on how to troubleshoot TCP. And I sat down and I watched as the, almost the entire group of people at SharkFest was in this room to learn one thing, how to troubleshoot TCP. And when all was said and done, I walked out of there going, there's a high probability that the vast majority of the people in there didn't get it or they remembered this much of it and they're gonna go back home and not have the materials to take and learn it. And I said, we gotta have a better way of doing this. We know how to troubleshoot networks. We are able to create algorithms to do things. Why can't we start finding these things out on behalf of our engineers and find some easy way of giving them that information so they don't have to go open up a trace and start looking for slow starts, start looking for lost sets of uh, lost packets and, and whatnot. And that began the initial thing that turned into what we're calling end user experience score done the right way. It's not about a single KPI that says your application response times are good or bad. That doesn't necessarily mean anything. That single KPI doesn't matter if it took a half a second to get a, for an application to respond if the entire conversation lasted one second. Why would I say, oh my God, everything's red? And that's part of the problem with KPIs is KPIs are just single indicators of performance, not actually telling you performance. So we said, how do we solve this problem where we have too many KPIs, not enough knowledge in the industry anymore as the older IT packet heads are exiting and we have a lot of newer people who have really complex problems they have to solve about network architecture and so on, and all of a sudden get this thing dumped on their head, go fix this problem. How do we help them solve that problem? And end user experience score was the answer to that. So can you explain that a bit more, that end sure. user experience score? Because I just... Um, uh, I, I've seen it. I mean, I've seen I've seen uh, demonstrations of your product before, and, and, mm -hmm. and it's a really powerful tool. Mm -hmm. um, but it's different than I think than what's out there today and what people are used to when they're monitoring and troubleshooting tools. Yeah. And, and so, what like what compromises that score, and and how and what gives us you know trust that that score is going to tell us something more than what the the traditional KPIs have? Sure. So I'll, I'll give you a very specific example that I can go into some of the 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 algorithmic algorithms that we're using in there. <laughs> As I said before, you will see a KPI that says application response time is X. It has gone above some percentage above your threshold for a baseline and is now red. Oh my God, something's bad. But is that really the problem? 
The problem with the end user experience scores that we see from other vendors in the marketplace today is that they take a single KPI, or maybe they take two or three KPIs and they bring them together and they say, okay, if we add this plus this, we take some percentage of this plus some percentage of that and divide by that, out pops this magical score that tells you user experience is bad, go fix it. Go fix what? Our end user experience score is so revolutionary, it's actually right now being patented. So it's in a patent pending uh, state right now. And what we're doing is we're measuring every single packet of every single conversation based upon the ephemeral ports. And we're looking at how much time is being spent between every packet and why. Why did it take so long for data to be delivered? Why did it take so long for your server to reply? What was the window size? Is it appropriately sending data across the network based upon the client's receive window? We're taking all of this TCP networking knowledge and we're boiling it all down to a single dimensionless score that when you click on the score tells you your application is where your problem is at and beyond that, we tell you why. And we don't give you a bunch of garbledygook, it's information that anybody who walked up to the thing could read it and understand in principle what's going on. Your application is slow because it is congested by too many client requests. That's something that's actionable. I know where it needs to go. It's not a network problem. It's not an application problem most likely at that point in time. Maybe it's a server resource problem, but I've now narrowed it down to this is where I need to go and I get that problem ticket off of my network engineer's back and it gets over to the appropriate team as quickly as possible. That makes a lot of sense. I mean, it sounds to me as you explain that, it sounds like this is what the, the, the traditional Wireshark guru is doing. Correct. Right? They, Correct. They, they, they look at all the packets you know, someone can't solve the problem. They, they, they put a, a trace out there. They look at all the packets and they kind of say, okay, well, that looks good. That looks good. That looks good. And we look at every part of the, of the problem until we can identify. It's like, oh, wait a minute. It took a long time to get data back from there. But then it takes the knowledge in the, the guru's head to, to, to interpret what that means. And sometimes it's a hard thing to do. Correct. Uh, so it sounds like you're, you're bringing a lot of industry knowledge mm -hmm. together. Yes. You know, that, 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 you know, we've seen this before, we know what this looks like, we know that when we see delay or something that happens in this part of the, the transaction that it's most likely this. Correct, correct. And, and the nice thing is that because we're not looking at it just from a single KPI, we're able to remove that noise that pops up with most products that you see where you have KPIs everywhere. When you look at any one of our screens, we show you no more than three to five KPIs on the screen, and one of those is going to be your end user experience score. And you will see times where your application response time is red, but your end user experience score is great. Why? Because even though it's slower than normal, it's not truly impacting a customer. You can ignore the KPI by itself. We've also seen times where it says your response time is great, your network delay is great, but your score is bad. Well, that's interesting. Now you drill into that to find out what's going on, right? It's not just about application response time. It's not just about network delay. Sure. Um, so as you, as you say this, the thing that comes to mind as, you know, someone who's implemented previous, you know, systems that have meant to do similar things, uh, maybe mm -hmm. not quite as ambitious, mm -hmm. um, is that sometimes these are, these are fairly difficult to get in place. 
Mm-hmm. There's a lot of data that you have to get and to be able to get access to. So let's say uh, someone is listening to this, thinks it's fantastic, and they want to go try it. What, what, what do they need to do to get this in their network and running? Sure. So there are two parts to this. There's the data acquisition piece, which is our software that's called Observer Analyzer. Um, and then there's the packet visualization piece, which is Observer Apex. Talking with somebody on our sales department, we can easily get to a demo license. Installation really is very simple. Install it on a system where you want to see the data, get the data into the system. Configure, installation and configuration is probably about 10 minutes worth of time to get it up and running to be able to start collecting data. The Apex side, a minute or two to install, a couple minutes of configuration, you literally can be up and running and seeing actionable information in less than 10 minutes. And, and the data that you're mentioning, what kind of data are we sending to the system? Is it, is it uh, spans? Is it flow? Is it, what, is the, what is the specifics that you're looking for? So for us right now with where the application is at, we're primarily looking purely at packet level data. So receiving data from a span, a tap, an ag switch, something to that effect. All right. We do do information based upon NetFlow, but not from an end user experience standpoint yet. Okay. That makes sense. So I'm going to put you a bit on the spot here and, and, and oh, no. I'm going to ask, yeah, here it comes. <laughs> what, what is the, what is the, you know, like from your customers and from your experience of putting this out here, what is the mm-hmm. one thing, what is the one thing that they're coming back and saying, like, this is it. This is the reason why this is a big deal to me. Uh, this is, it helped me because of X. Is it just that in point or in user experience score and accuracy of that? Or is there something specific about this product that you're seeing customer after customer or regularly seeing, like I'm seeing things I didn't see before. Like what, what is the, what is the value? Like, what am I going to get if I put this in my network today? Like, what can I expect? So we've had a couple really great sets of feedback. One, the amount of time that people are spending troubleshooting problems where I'm starting off by looking at the network to prove that it's not the network is dropping tremendously. 75% of all IT engineers, when they get a problem ticket about performance, that's where they spend their time, proving it's not the network. Not showing how it is the network, but proving that it's not. So we have a lot of feedback that's been very positive about, thank God we finally got something that got this problem off our back. I now know it's the application team and we're off literally when we first started doing this work and we installed these systems or these new sets of software into our own environments, we were troubleshooting problems that we had had here for years that kept <laughs> going back to it. Well, we're going to give up because obviously it's a network problem. The network team is not willing to fix it. We were able to prove very quickly that that needle in the haystack, the thing that was so difficult to find, the reason why it takes sometimes months, if ever to get things fixed, had nothing at all to do with where everybody was pointing the finger because everybody was lacking the data. So that's like the biggest thing is the reduction in the amount of time. And another thing is it makes employees more valuable. So often when we start looking at new technologies that are, that are coming out that are trying to help us solve problems, we have a tendency to say, well, if it, get, if it does it too well, then maybe I don't need a job anymore. And that's, that's a real fear that I've seen uh, come up. But what the reality of it is, is if I'm able to give help desk tickets to technicians and we can get those things resolved faster because the tool set that is, I'm using is able to point me in the right direction, I'm securing their job even better because now I feel that that person's even more important to me. So 
it's, it's been very valuable from that standpoint. It gives confidence to the technicians while they're working their problems to be able to get the, you know, get these tickets to the right people. So it's reduction in the amount of time and confidence in being able to pass these things off to the right team with the appropriate information to get problems resolved. That makes a lot of sense. Uh, I think that's where we're going to wrap it up today. Thanks, Bill, for joining us on Network Collective uh, to share what Viavi has been working on. Uh, thanks to those of you who have been watching and listening today. Uh, this has just been a very brief view into what Viavi is doing uh, to change the way that network troubleshooting is done. There's so much more to this product that we could possibly cover in one short take. So much more. Yeah, Bill's. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, for, for much more information, uh, to get a free trial of the obvious, you can try it out for yourself. Head on over to www.theobviousolutions.com slash network collective as an additional bonus. And this is pretty cool. Uh, to you, our listeners, Viavi has graciously offered to sponsor four network collective community memberships. Uh, so if you've been thinking about joining the network collective community, but haven't made the jump, this may be your best opportunity yet. So to get entered into that drawing, you can head over to the same page we just mentioned. That's www.viavisolutions.com slash network collective and enter to win. Thanks again for watching and we'll see you next time.